everybody listen to We're Not Wizards. Because we are the best. And we're not wizards. No matter what anybody says. Goodbye. Welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for maybe Tuesday or Wednesday or Saturday or Sunday. After all, it's kind of your podcast, so you can decide. Uh, joining me, joining me today is he's a man. Um, he's a man you want to copy. It's almost you would say if you're wanting to do something, you'd maybe take a leaf out of his book. He's a man who records probably potentially more episodes than I ever do in terms of a podcast. He's not, you know, he's just like a machine of content and Kickstarters. And it's almost like somebody took us and they cloned us and they stuck us all over on the other side of the world in the good old United States of America. Um, he's currently running a Kickstarter. So this is a quick start on the Kickstarter episode. I present the one, the only, the man of the hour. Mr. Lake Leafty. Oh, wow. Thanks, Richard. So glad to be finally on. We're not wizards. I appreciate it. Yay! It's, yeah, it's been a long time coming. It's one of these things is because, um, because the time zones are so far apart for us, it's almost a case like it's like it's an eight-hour difference, so it makes kind of recording a really, really difficult thing to do. Um, but I'm so happy that you've kind of joined us. The reason that we do this for everybody who's listening for the first time, the reason that we do this is because um, I might as well just keep going now, you know, um, it's become a habit. It's either this or it's smoking. So I've decided to do podcasting instead, but I found I'm up to about 20 a day. So that's not very good. Um, and the other reason that we do this is because, um, well, Lake's running a Kickstarter um, he, as I say, he creates a lot of content. He does his own podcast, which is getting gamey, getting geeky with Gamer Leaf. And um, off the back of that, he's been running his own Kickstarter, and he's currently sitting in almost two and a half thousand dollars. And you say, "Oh, well, that's okay, I guess," but it's out of a five hundred dollar goal, so he's doing kind of very, very well indeed. But we want to, we want to kind of like um, find out a little bit more about the man behind the leaf. <laughs> Potentially, you could call him the tree, but we'll see. Um, how are you, first of all? I mean, you're doing, you're doing well. You must be like a pretty excited kind of place, first of all. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. I didn't expect this because I don't know if you remember, I did one initially with when I only had one episode recorded and mm. what, I was going for some outlandish goal and needless to say, it fell to terribly yeah so yeah i never expected it to do this well this one yeah yeah do you think um do you think it's kind of like one of these things where you kind of have to do to do the crime you have to do the time kind of thing you have to kind of put the work I, in i mean did that is that what that kind of demonstrated to you that you can't just 
kind of rock up on Kickstarter, especially if you're going to be doing content and say, right, this is the idea for our content. Can you give us some money kind of thing? Yeah, I think so. And plus, I've learned, like, well, I don't even know how many, oh, probably over 300, uh, what do you call it? No, I not that many interviews, but close to 300 interviews, I would think, with people that are running Kickstarters. And I've learned a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you... How did you get into kind of like the hobby yourself? I mean, have you been playing for a while? Is it something that's kind of like relatively new for yourself? Uh, I'd say relatively new. Like way back in the day, um, I'd play like the, all those Monopoly and everything. And then I was in the military back in, what, 2006? Yeah, 2006. Mm-hmm. And um, we collected um, Uno cards. Like I have all kinds of collectible Unos. Like a couple weeks back, me and my daughter was going through a box of Uno cards we had. I think I have like thirty different uh, packs of different kind of Unos. All right. Okay. And did you so play? Did you that. play that to pass the time when you were? Yeah, that stationed. as well as just collect them and get see what ones we can get. They all have special power. So we did that. Mm. And I didn't know what gaming was. My wife kind of jumped into it back in Kickstarters here and there, and we played a little bit of Parade and stuff. But then what? It must have been 2016, the holiday season. Me and my son, I watched a video on how to play Blood Rage from uh, Rodney Smith, and um, he told us how to do it so I didn't have to open the book. And then at that point, um, it was like Christmas playing that with him. He was, what, seven back then, and it was like, <laughs> wow, and it was like Christmas to me. Because I guess it's the old thing is if you haven't played what you would call a kind of an off away from the mainstay kind of board game to put, I guess, jumping into something like Blood Rage. That's a huge... <laughs> it's not like you started off in something simple and kind of worked your way up. I mean, Blood Rage is a fairly kind of significantly sized game to kind of cut your teeth on to begin with. Yeah, yeah, so that was weird. And he, and he, and he was seven years old and stuff. But I think, I don't know who remember who won. I want to say he probably won me here. If he, if not, I won him. But now it's the tables have turned, and I'm usually the one losing at home. <laughs> um, were you in the army long? Was it the army you were in, or was it just the? Well, I was in the air force almost right. four years. Okay, okay. And were you stationed away when you kind of did that? Um, yeah, we were. I was in Afghanistan. Okay. Um, actually, uh, for like four months, like right after the per- the son, his um, barbarian leaf. He he was seven back then when I f- found Blood Rage and played it with him. But he had just barely been born when I went over wow. there. Wow, is that where you kind of got the the Uno card collection as well? Where you kind of keeping a set kind of during downtime and stuff like that to kind of play amongst, you know, with your fellow kind of. <laughs> in your squad and things like that. It would have been a good idea, but actually, I don't remember what games they played, but they actually, while I was deployed, now thinking back to it, they did do like a weekly game night, and they may, I don't remember if they were hobby games, I want to say they were party games, but Uh. I have a short-term memory loss, or that's what I tell people at least. (laughs) It's still easy to get away with anything. Um, No, I can't remember anything you've said at all. Um, (laughs) Do you want to start recording then, Blake? I'll yeah, we might as well get into it, don't you think, Richard? <laughs> so, to go from Blood Rage, I mean, where do you go from Blood Rage in terms of your gaming? I mean, I mean, that's a fairly, as I say, a fairly hefty game to kind of get involved in. So, what did what did you do next? 
Ah, let's see. It's hard to say. I don't remember. I remember with the podcast, we just wanted to start reviewing stuff. And the main thing I can remember is uh, getting too many bones to the table Hmm. for the podcast. That's the main one. But played all kinds of stuff. A lot of review, different things and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did, okay, did you start collecting more board games because of the podcast or... Did you already have a reasonable collection of games that you could kind of talk about? I mean, have you, have you kind of built up more of a collection as you've kind of been doing the podcast? Yeah, I'd have to say we we have, um, but my wife was pretty big into collecting them beforehand. But yeah, I think I don't even know how many there are. I think a while back ago, maybe there we counted them. There might have been two hundred, but I don't know. That might wow. that's just an estimate. Have you got any? Um, any favorites that you bring to the table on a regular basis? Favorites. It's been quite some time because unfortunately Lady Leaf has some health issues we're trying to get past. But mm. before they hit us by quite a, quite a storm, um, I like to get Seasons. Mm-hmm. That was always fun to play. Um, let's see, just looking around here. Um, yeah, Seasons, that was pretty fun. We liked that one. I like a good deck builder, too. It's been mm-hmm. a while since we played that, but Star Realms. Oh, that, yeah. uh, for Christmas, she actually got me the Star Realms Frontiers, but I've yet to get it to the table. That's a crime, Mr. Leaf, too, that you haven't got it to the table. I mean, that's that's almost like that's six weeks at least. Come on, get yourself sorted. Wait, get it, wait, get it. we did. We did get that one to the table. Oh, okay, Speaking okay. of crimes, <laughs> but speaking of crimes, I do do that. Um, what, I recently bought... What was it? I, I, well, any game it is. I'll watch a video like a couple times. I'll set mm. it up on the table mm. and it will sit there for like a week and a week and a half. And then my wife says, you need to put it away or play it. And so it ends up back in the box and stuff, unfortunately. Who's, um, whose idea was it to do the kind of the podcast to begin with? Was it, did that come from your wife or was that, was that primarily kind of your idea to do it? Yeah, it was my idea. Like, after I started, I remembered back to high school, and I remembered that I always wanted to be a radio show host. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it was my idea. I didn't realize what it would become, because I have a hard time anxiety playing games. A lot of the time, Lady Leaf is the one teaching us games, and when her health hit, Mm -hmm. things kind of went downhill from there. But And I went crazy with the interviews back in the summer of 2017. I want to say I was interviewing somebody every night. It was crazy. Was that, I mean, um, since then, if you kind of try to maintain like a structure then? To the kind of the show. I mean, originally when you were first doing it, I mean, how 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 quickly was it? I mean, you said you jumped into kind of interviewing people quite quickly. Was that the plan from the beginning, or was it going to be like a almost like a magazine show where you were talking about what you'd been playing, you were talking about games and stuff like that? Okay, so the plan from the beginning, which we're trying to get back to, actually, was we do our. Uh, mo- well, Monday, we've since changed days, but Monday we're going to do like, uh, role playing adventures with the Leafs. And then Wednesdays would be our wishlist Wednesdays, which would be, um, where I had an interview or somebody 
talking about a Kickstarter, and then mm-hmm. uh, Family Fun Day Fridays would be where we'd uh, review a game with me and my kids that we've played recently, and that we've since changed them to Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays when we release. Sometimes I do more because I do a uh, whole lot of interviews, and most of the time the shows are interviews these days, but yeah, we've since changed it to Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and it seems like people either listen more of those days, or I don't know what happened, but listen's gone up a lot do you think um do you think that's natural once you've been on the scene for a while though that people just kind of naturally pick you up because you've always i mean you're on your page on your facebook page you've always kind of got a new episode it seems that's recently come out um you're always interviewing kind of somebody somebody new have you have you got kind of like a strategy for um how you get kind of people to interview i mean are you checking kickstarter on a daily basis do you have like a, i mean have you got like a standard kind of i guess kind of thing that you follow strategy that you've been that you've been following to in order to keep the kind of the guests kind of coming in yes yeah, so i do i check kickstarter out every day like i'll go through and uh set it up so i can see all the tabletop games that have released that day or whatnot and i'll go through them all or whatnot and look and see what i if they look good and stuff and then i'll contact the creators and stuff and is that i mean is that are people quite receptive to that do you have you um do you get people kind of contacting you before their kickstarters are live to to kind of come on the show before they before their launch to help kind of get the name out there uh, there's been a few here and there, but main, a lot of it's been me contacting them. Um, I was worried I was going to have to go a week without interviews, but mm-hmm. somehow I was able to get some. So, yeah, it seems like I've always had the interviews going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in terms of, like, um, the format, do you try and stick to a... I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm guilty of, like, using the same jokes again and again and again. I mean, do you stick to just like the same format? Do you keep it kind of, do you keep it kind of like quite loose with how you deal with kind of like the, the kind of the questions and the kind of the structure of the show? Yeah, I try to keep the structure relatively the same, but I've been trying to do more of a conversational piece, and I think I'm getting a lot better at that, at least. Yeah, I think it's um, it's difficult. It's mean, it's like um, I think. Uh, when I was on sporadically bored, I think the joke that we had is that um, I think um, Mike asked where they could find us on the kind of the internet, and I automatically went into my kind of my end spiel of running through all the social media automatically, kind of, kind of, because you kind of do it the same. But the reason that I guess the reason that you follow the structure is um, so you, it makes it really, really easy with the timing. I mean, like the ones where I haven't followed the structure, I kind of ended up, that's the ones that always kind of jump into an hour. It's like, I don't know about yourself, but if I'm following the structure of the show when I'm recording, I can usually, I mean, most of the shows now are probably hitting about, you know, between 50, 50 minutes to just kind of over an hour. I don't know if you try and aim for like the same, you know, for the same time every time you record an episode. 
Yeah, I usually set aside an hour just in case there's any technical difficulties, but I found a sweet spot to be because we do Kickstarter Corner and other stuff on the show too. I found about 20, well, sometimes if they don't, if they're not talkers, 20 minutes is as much as I can get out of them, but I found 30 to 35 minutes to be a pretty sweet spot, I would say. Are you te- I mean, um, with the way shows have gone, have you been tempted to kind of do a kind of continual, a kind of a reformat into the show to bring kind of something completely in and completely new? I know you've changed the kind of the days, but it seems you kind of you have you have your kids kind of coming in and talking about <clears throat> talking about the games they've been played or having a quick chat about you know the games that you've been played, but you've kind of stuck to the kind of like the the same structure as you've as you've kind of gone a kind of gone along um have you thought about kind of doing something like completely different completely changing the way you kind of like organize stuff and and deal with kind of like the kickstarter interviews uh not necessarily with the kickstarter interviews but we are gonna be doing some quite a bit of different things like uh coming up here in the future we're trying to get to where we can but leaf polarations where we'll take a certain style of game and play it once a week and my wife is when she's doing well with health and stuff she'll Mm. go back to writing the stories for the game because we try to do a story or narrative of how the gameplay went down but not as a game but more of a story and people seem to like that so we're going to try to get back to that when as soon as we can and like just focus on a theme or whatnot for the month like as soon as we can we're going to do video games based on video games for the next upcoming month so that would be exciting we recently got pick uh mega man pixel tactics to the oh right, we're still okay. waiting for the kids to play it and then yeah so next month next month or as soon as we can with health wise we're hoping to get the video game month of tabletop board games that are based off of video games if that makes sense yeah no no like uh yeah as you said like the mega man mega man pixel tactics um i mean there's obviously there's quite a few um games nowadays kind of based on kind of video game ips you know your dark souls bloodborne the witcher's got a game fallout you know itself has kind of like got a game um you've got i mean you've got other ones you've got your um you got like even your like your batman kind of ips so um you're just thinking of corralling them all together under one kind of set of kind of um episodes then yeah yeah, yeah, like for a month we'll do that and then other uh, we've got she's got a bunch of different plans so I'm excited about that. All right. Okay. Okay. Um what made you decide to do the Kickstarter? Cuz I'll tell you the reason uh, cuz I'll tell you the reason why. Because um the board game space to me is quite a strange space that there seems to be a lot of money being spent on Kickstarter. But there doesn't seem to be necessarily a lot of money surrounding kind of like Kickstarter. As in, if somebody puts a Kickstarter on, they're covering enough costs to kind of wash their face, but they're not usually making kind of thousands and thousands kind of worth of worth of a kind of kind of profit off it. But what made you decide, right? Okay, we we need to kind of look at Kickstarter to help kind of help the kind of the podcast, help the kind of the show. 
Well, to tell you the truth, um, people always say, you go to Patreon, that's where you go or whatnot. I've had a Patreon page for quite some time, and maybe I'll get $2 a month or whatnot. So that's a little helpful. Maybe I can back other Patreon people. But then, uh, a while back ago, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world ran a Kickstarter themselves. I was just perusing my usual Kickstarter duties where I check and see. They didn't even tell me they were doing it. All of a sudden, it pops up, we're not with Wizards launched a Kickstarter, and it was like, wow, and I decided I had to do it, because I've always been kind of in a rat race with you, trying to get more episodes and whatnot, if you remember. It's not It's not like that. It sounds like that. It feels like that. But there's not actually a definite race um, kind of going on here, I'd like to point out. Um, you know, I think... you've you. How many episodes have you done now? You've actually done more than us. Uh, let me look and see I really quick. Know. 249. Uh, well, some of them are labeled different, so let's see here. Um, All right, here we go. It'll it'll tell uh, if, if I can get there. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Click there, then it will say 329 is what it says here. <coughs> 329. <coughs> Almost coughed up my drink there. Oh, boy. How do you even find the time for that? I mean, I know, I mean, I'm, this is like pot calling the kettle black here. But how do you, how, I mean, you know, because I get people saying, well, how do you find the time to do it? And it's like, well, I don't, don't watch TV. But do you stick to, do you stick to like a really, really strict kind of schedule, I guess? You have to stick to kind of like a really, really strict, strict schedule in order to get everybody in that you want to get in and everybody in that you want to be kind of interviewing. I would think so, but I'm more of a, what do you call it, fly by the seat of your pants person. My wife is more structured, but yeah. um, like I remember when we first did it, I interviewed a, like that first uh, summer when I was interviewing every day. It was a real chore for me to go ahead and put everybody's name on the board and say their Kickstarter ends when, when do I need to release their episode? That was a real chore, but I think mm. I've got it down to a science kind of. How I mean, do you do you generally go for um, do you generally when you're you have people on the show are they usually in the middle of the campaign as opposed to before the campaign's actually running? Yeah, usually they're uh, like in the middle or I've already started. I contact them usually if I can get if I can help it. I contact them what the as soon as they launch and then it's up to them if we can work something out we try to work something out but if not like what i'm gonna have peter who is currently running head chef on kickstarter it took forever he's got about seven days left on his campaign and we were just barely able to get together but we were, we've been talking even before he launched but mm-hmm. so it just really depends yeah i mean is it i think um one of the things that i'm always kind of fighting with is it's not the organization side of things. It's actually the fear of kind of letting people down, if you know what I mean. Because I've gone from recording, I don't know about yourself, but I've gone from recording, I went from recording a couple of nights a week to try and get it down. So I'm just recording like maybe one or two nights a week at kind of like the very, very most. So I'm not kind of like continually recording kind of every every night of the week and what that does mean is that if somebody I guess if somebody has to postpone or push back or, or kind of cancel it can be like weeks <laughs> before you can get or years maybe on. yeah I mean you know I, I you know I have been in I think um I think um once it hits the summer I don't know if this is about you 
like you, but once it hits kind of March, April time, and we're in starting to get into kind of like con season where people have um, specific kind of um, timetables that they have for what they're going to be doing in their marketing. Sometimes if you miss a window with somebody, it's really, really difficult to kind of get them, you know, it's really difficult to kind of get them back in again, um, especially, you know, um, if you're recording like kind of two or three sessions. Because that's normally what I do now is I don't just do like, I don't just do like one session, I'll usually do like a couple. And what that does is if I do kind of like two or sometimes even three in one night, then what I can do is it gives me enough time to edit those two or three during the week and then kind of, kind of like push it back, um, which is fine. It, in terms of um, the recording side of things, have you? I mean, have you had? Have you had to do? Have you had to re-record sessions at all? Have you had to? Have you had any that have kind of like? <laughs> Been a bit of a disaster that you've had to cancel or you've had to kind of like um, completely redo again. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I don't know if you remember. You probably remember him, but Mark McKinnon of Wreck and Ruin fame. Mm-hmm. Initially, when we got together, name rings the a first bell. time for <laughs> the for the first episode when we um, he did his first run on Kickstarter, we got together, we recorded everything, um, and it turned out that. It caught his audio, but not mine. So I would have had to go in, and I've done it since with other podcasts or whatnot, where I go in and make up my own questions and stuff and make it go with the audio. But I was a newbie back then, and so we went ahead and had to get back together. And that was a little bit of a struggle with us being over the pond from you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's um, it's one. Of, I don't think there's anything worse than if you've got to re-record. Something again, especially if you've spoken before, and you're going to try and go, oh yeah, that sounds interesting, and that's definitely the first time I've <laughs> heard you say that before. I haven't definitely not heard it, heard you mention it a couple of times um, on a previous podcast that was never kind of never kind of released. Do you, I mean, have would you say your skills in the kind of the audio editing and things like that have kind of like improved? Yeah, for sure. I've kind of streamlined it where I can go ahead and, um, what do you call it, to look for the audio and then I go ahead and make little cuts and stuff and then put it together and then listen to it. Yeah, so I've gotten a lot quicker and that's just in the last, what, couple months that I figured that out, that little trick out. Yeah, I mean, how long is it taking you to, to kind of get an episode out nowadays? Uh, da, da, da. It seems like forever, but I don't think it's so long. Maybe like an hour or two after recording or whatnot, depending on how how well they do the interview, if I have to cut out a bunch of stuff or not. But mm-hmm. Yeah, so not very long as compared to where it used to take. Mm-hmm. 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 I think it's one of these things is that um, as you get on, it depends. Because people ask me, well, how long will it be before it comes out? And it really, really depends on kind of how long it takes. I mean, the um, <clears throat> the episode that I did with, uh, that I released, that you'll be, a lot of people might have listened to with Jamie from the old Hellfire Club. Um, the poor guy had a, had a really, really bad cold. And so there was kind of like some coughs and sniffles and things like that in the background. And it's like, well, do I leave them in? Or do I spend the time kind of taking them out? And I ended up kind of, as you were listening, it's like, no, this is, 
this is kind of distracting and I can end up taking out, but it just adds on that additional time. Cause I don't know about you. Sometimes you get a track and you'll go, okay, this is, um, this is like, a um, this is like a, it's like a really, really clean track. It's a really, really clean conversation. I just have to basically stick these together or stick the music on the front and the back and then kind of release it and everything will be good to go. And then other times there'll be, um, when you recorded, have, is there, have you ever had issues with like, if you've been speaking to, do you primarily speak to people in the, in the US then? Do you speak, is it very few people, few times that you speak to people in the UK? Uh, I'd say I I'd say mainly it's the US but then I've spoken to people in the U, uh UK as well mm-hmm. as what Singapore and Australia mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right okay okay yeah because I, I sometimes find that I'll get like if I'm speaking to somebody in the states sometimes there will be a little bit of a delay um and it kind of you end up having to kind of edit out kind of like gaps for silence and stuff like that which can be you know, yeah, just letting yeah, you know what <laughs> goes on behind the the kind of the kind of the veil. Um, do you, how do you do you go about tracking success? I mean, how do you track success? Are you the type of person that kind of looks at downloads? Are you the type of person that kind of like is just like it'll what it'll be is it'll be and that'll be it, and we'll just have to see how it how it kind of goes, are you, are you that fussed are you just kind of, you know enjoying things so much that it doesn't really make a difference yeah, I, well it's like boiling a frog, uh, boiling a, boiling a pot of water, you watch it boil it doesn't do anything but like what I want to say the other day I didn't really watch it and what just a couple days ago yeah just a couple days ago I had the most downloads I ever had in a single day and I hadn't even done any Facebook posts or anything about it. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, is that... Do you think there's like um, a kind of a tie-in with... Um, I was going to say, do you think there's a kind of a tie-in here between kind of how much you promote the podcast and how many how many people can end up listening? Because to me, it's still a it's still a mad science. I mean, I still, I there'll be episodes that I'll look at and I'll think, well, you know, um, this should be, you know, there'll be a should be quite a reasonable number of people that'll be that'll listen to this one, and then it'll maybe not, they'll maybe not the pickup on it will be as much as say, you know, <coughs> a different one which I wasn't expecting much from. I don't know. I get, you know, I guess it's a, it's a I guess it's, it's a case of being kind of too caught up in the. And the numbers, I don't, I don't kind of know. I mean, I guess one of the measurements of your success is you running the Kickstarter just now, and you getting the amount of not only interest but the amount of of people that have backed you that have backed you. I mean, how did that feel when you know? Obviously, when you ran it the first time, you said yourself you're brand new. The name wasn't known. You'd only done one show. You know, you, you kind of. You, you you crashed and burned quite well that time. Kind of this time when you ran, as you're running the Kickstarter just now, is that a nice kind of validation for you that you're actually doing kind of something right? That people are kind of enjoying kind of what you're doing? And 
Yeah, I'd say it is. And um, also another validation thing I say that you don't see because it's behind the scenes, but sometimes when somebody downloads an episode, like if I look at the stats, it seems like if somebody downloads one of the newer ones, they're new to the show. I'll go back and look at the stats and it seems like they go through and download a whole heck of a lot of them. Like even going back to some of my crappier shows, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I get that sometimes. And then I feel sorry for these people because, <laughs> you know, it's like, you're okay if you started off at the beginning, but I mean, we've done almost 250 of these. So <laughs> I almost feel sorry for the people that are deciding, right, I'm going to start at episode one and I'm going to listen all the way through. Because I think like, if you listen now, I think it's the same with everything. I think if you listen now compared to what you listened to back then, I think we are, you know, I think uh, we have managed to maintain an amazing level of mediocrity all the way through. So if you haven't listened to the earlier episodes, I would say go back and uh, don't expect anything better. <laughs> don't expect anything worse. Just expect absolutely everything of the same, pretty much, if you look at it kind of that way. Um, what's the plans? I mean, yeah, you've obviously you've got this on the, the kind of the Kickstarter page, but um, kind of what's the plans with the funding, is it is it kind of like new? Is it to go to kind of like new equipment? Is it to go with kind of like keeping the kind of the podcast lights on and everything like that? Yeah, well, to keep the podcast lights on, and we crossed the uh, what the two thousand. Let's see, I can look and see the two thousand dollar mark, which is going to help us be able to unlock video. So we've unlocked that, and right now the one of the main ones is. Um, going for being able to have the kids on the show with mm. puppets that they'll be able to help me create because we're kind of uncomfortable with having the kids on the actual show, but this way we can have them on the podcast mm-hmm. or on the video as well, but there will be like little leaf puppets, kind of like that are in the Kickstarter video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, I've got my own son kind of recorded and my other two have spoken about coming kind of come on on the show as well. I'm not sure about the the kind of the video thing because if it's podcasts and it's just their voice, it's something I can control. If it's kind of videos and it's out there, I'm kind of I don't know. It's for the whole. I'm not saying anybody funny is going to look at them. I just you know it's just one of the things that if it's just a sound bite, I know I'm completely in control of it. If it's something else, I you know I can't maybe decide kind of where it's going and what it's going to be seen but you've always kind of you've always kind of pushed the family element of the show I mean there's certain things do you stick away do you kind of um stay away from certain types of content I mean is there certain kind of board games that you wouldn't want to necessarily have on the show because of the content that's on there if it's maybe more at kind of I guess more mature kind of orientated content yeah, yeah, we try to keep it family friendly. Okay. But yeah, going back to the video thing with the, mm-hmm. having the kids on, that's why we're trying to get the little puppets because, yeah, we're uncomfortable having them on the video, but this way they can talk and have a voice, but there will be a, a puppet to indicate them as well. All right, okay. Well, that'll be kind of cool. That'll be kind of cool. I mean, are you in the situation where you're kind of like, well, I've reached kind of the goals? Um, and you're in a nice kind of place where it seems to be kind of like trundling along quite quite nicely. Has it kind of has it kind of over exceeded your kind of your expectations? Yeah, most what? definitely. Yeah, it has. Are you kind of wondering about how do I create 
additional stretch goals kind of what what else can I add to this to kind of get people to continue to to fund or are you kind of like saying well I'm that's kind of enough we're kind of happy where things are yeah, sometimes yeah, with the especially with content based, uh, the stretch goals seem a little rough. Um, like luckily I had a a fan who come up with the fifteen hundred dollar stretch goal that we reached a while back ago. It was yoga mm. instruction. So what I'm going to do with that? It was created by a fan, but what I'm going to do with that is. I'm going to learn yoga and then <laughs> I'm going to uh, pair it with a board game to come up with board gaming with yoga as a, a podcast episode. If it's successful, I'll do it for the regular show. Right now, I'm just going to do that for the backers. And yeah. we're trying to go for 2500 so I can do that on video as well. All right. Okay. And that was Lady Leaf's, Lady Leaf's uh, fault on that video one because she thinks it might come off a little more funny, funnier or better across the video medium. I would, um, I would definitely, um, I would definitely love to see you kind of doing some kind of yoga in a kind of a board game, kind of cape style. I think that would be that would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I think it sounds cool. I'm trying to figure out what. Uh, engagement's a little hard, so I don't know what kind of games to do. People have brought up like uh, doing it with Twister or something, but I'm thinking like a really uh, hobby game is what I want to do. Something kind of like um, what about um, in a bind? A yogi? I ha- I haven't heard of that one. That's um, Bez does that. It's a very very physical game where you basically have to take cards, and on the cards it tells you which. Which way you have to bend, how you have to hold the cards before you pick the next ones up. I'll, uh, it'd be worth it, maybe worthwhile kind of having a look at that and and see, um, yeah, that would definitely maybe kind of be kind of what you're kind of what you're kind of looking for. Um, cool, yeah. That or like a deck builder or just some kind of mechanic. I want to. It's kind of interesting ideas I have, I guess. Okay, okay. How how long have you got to go in the campaign? Ah, let's see. At the time of this recording, what, we got 46 days is what it says. In about Mm -hmm. 10 minutes, it'll be 45 days, I guess. And, I mean, what what made you decide to go for kind of a, a long time on the kind of the campaign? Okay, so I initially had it set up for uh, when I was going to do it before I hit the launch button. I had initially set it up for a goal of $250 for like 30 days. And then somebody who runs a game game board uh, con or whatnot, he says, why not go for at least $500 and 60 days? It'll be long, but then people have more time to back and stuff. And so... I just said, okay, what the worst could happen? And right now we're at $2,388, what, $2,388 currently. Jing, it gives enough people to kind of like check out the show, listen to a few episodes, kind of check out the back catalogue and, and gives them enough time to kind of, kind of guess, kind of check it out. Because normally on a, I guess on a normal Kickstarter, all the information that you really want to check out about the campaign is usually... Um, on the campaign page and you know if there's any kind of interesting links in connection with the campaign they're usually connected on the campaign page as well or they're released kind of in updates is that is i take it was one of the reasons doing it is to give enough people enough time to maybe go and check out a kind of a couple of episodes and have a listen and then from there 
you know, decide if they, you know, they want to help you kind of continue to grow. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, that's why, yeah. Okay. And I've been able to show different, like, episodes as we, I put them on the Kickstarter page, different episodes that I've had and stuff. If, um, if you weren't podcasting about board games and tabletop, would you be, what would you podcast about instead? Well, initially, when I decided I wanted to run a podcast, I had thought about doing one about running, but then I looked at it and I thought, because I'm not able to get much running in, <laughs> and there's really not, I didn't, I couldn't come up with enough content to do it. So that's why we went with board games. Plus, they're a lot funner. Um, but that would be a bit weird. Could it not just be a case of okay, uh, episode number thirty-two didn't do any running this week? Sorry, folks. Okay, <laughs> speak to you, speak to you next week. Episode number thirty-five. Um, yeah, guess what? Still. Okay, they did a bit of walking. Uh, walked from the f- <laughs> walked from the fridge uh, back into the living room. Um, walked walked to the telly and got the remote control, and then sat down uh, and then maybe stretched my legs a bit. Uh, uh, okay, that's it. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh dear. Um, where can people find you on the internet webs? Well, for sure, they can, depending on when they're listening, they can find us on the Kickstarter page. And just really quickly, Richard, um, update number eight, if they go check that out, uh, they'll be able to get even more. If we get 100 backers before the 19th of February, they'll be able to get even more than their pledge levels say. So if... And are the, are the updates, are they currently public as well? So if you haven't backed the yes, campaign, sir. you can go in and check. So if you are interested, you can go and read the latest update on the on the, on the the kind of the page and uh, find out what um, Blake has kind of got planned next. Um, as I say, where, where do you exist on the internet webs? Where can we find you? Yeah, so on Facebook, you can search anywhere you can. Well, Facebook, you can search Getting Geeky with Game Relief. That's the main one. And then also our website is www.gamerleafgo.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, although, are you on places like Instagram as well? Have you stepped into that confusion place, which is Instagram? <laughs> Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, we actually have. I actually posted a couple of pictures uh, recently just because something Nintendo Switch did caught my eye yesterday. It's the Tetris 99, and I actually got number the third or fourth place and actually posted a picture of that. But yeah, Instagram sometimes. Let's see, here it is. So on Instagram if you or Twitter, you search Game Relief Go, you can find us that way. Um, for people who are looking to see what we're doing or what we're up to or where we are, go to the internet, search for We're Not Wizards. You will find us on various places, worn out places, the same old faces. Um, as in, if you go to our website, we're not wizards.com, we're on Facebook, we're not wizards, Twitter, we're not wizards, Instagram, we're not wizards, YouTube, we're not wizards, tabletop podcast. You can find us on all your podcast catchers, which is your Stitchers and Spreakers and Acasts and Podknives and Cast Boxes and I don't know, all these different lovely, wonderful, fantastic um, places. I keep getting emails from other podcast places which are saying, oh, you've added your show to us and do you want to come and say hello to us? And I was like, I don't know. Do I? 
you know, <laughs> confusion. Um, if you've listened, if you'd like what you've listened to today, and I'll get my teeth in straight. And um, there's a couple of things you can do. I tell somebody, um, the one of the ways that we grow is by people telling other people about the show. And if you do that, that would be absolutely fantastic. The other thing you can do is if you are an Apple Podcast user, if you go to Apple Podcasts and if you drop us a subscription or if you drop us a rating or a review, and as we say, if you're going to be dropping us a rating or a review, don't give us 10 stars because it makes us big-headed. But don't give us one star because it makes us cry. Give us something in the middle, like a five, because it's average and we are decidedly average. Well, we're sl- Yeah, don't make a- them cry. Yeah, don't make <laughs> them cry because I've seen done that when I confused Ireland with Scotland. Oh, my word. I didn't even want to talk about that. I thought we we're just going to leave that to the side. The number of times you'd sent me and Mark McKinnon of Wreck and Ruin fame tagged into like YouTube uh, into various videos on YouTube or Facebook and it was Irish people and you're just like that I was like what are you doing what are you, <laughs> I what didn't are know you? my geography back what then what are you doing what are you doing it's like it's alright because I just sent you back videos of like oh what's this guy doing in Canada then eh if I just say <laughs> um, but yeah, just leave us five because we're a little bit average. Well, we're a little bit average compared to Lake, who's like done about a hundred more shows than us. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but thank you very, very much for coming on, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, again. no problem. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it, Richard. No, you're very, very welcome indeed. There are only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we are um, we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Lake? No, we're Leafs. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, dear. Is, what is it you call? You're leveling up your geek hood and you're helping us do the same. There you go. Yep. So go ahead and get geeky, stay geeky, and bring others into the geek fold, is what we say. There you go. And uh, the other thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from the rather wonderful, the rather fantastic Mr. Lake Leafy. Say goodbye, sir. Goodbye, sir. Cheeky shite. And <laughs> and, and there, that's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe, roll sixes. And um, content is good, content is fun, content is important. And uh, depending on how you get your content, sometimes, <coughs> sometimes you like to listen to your content. If you are interested in hearing a voice rather than ours talk to Kickstarter people, then please check out Lake's channel, Getting Geeky with Game Relief, because it's good fun. He's um, prolific and he doesn't ramble on like we do. My word, there sh- he's short, sharp and to the point. Um, so being short, sharp and to the point, until the next time, goodbye.